0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Unpack It, a podcast where a former youth pastor takes a look at church, faith, and theology, breaks it down, discusses it, and comes to a conclusion about it at the end. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, my name is Josh Doler I'm going to be the host of this here podcast. I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of history about myself. I am 24 years old right now, and I've been involved in youth ministry Uh, for about the past five years in some sense, whether that is being the head youth director or being a youth intern or just being a volunteer. Uh, Recently stopped doing that. So I started this up as a way for me to continue being uh, on some sort of ministry. So the reason why I'm starting this podcast, I think modern day American churches are afraid to talk about some of the topics and discussion points that really need to be brought up and shown the light. So I'm here to do that. I'm here to take a look at those topics, talk about those topics, and also attempting to create a community of people who are willing to engage in those different issues, talk about those different issues and think deeper about what their faith can ultimately look like. So with that, let's unpack the reason that American Christian Church is failing. It's something that there have been multiple articles, op eds, books, podcasts and videos about. If you type it into Google, they'll bring up multiple different articles and suggested searches about this exact same issue. So what is the point of me doing this episode? I feel like my point of view as someone who's worked in the church on this issue is a new one, a fun one, and one that is slightly different than a lot of other people can give you. For me, the main issue is that church leadership fails to understand the younger generation. The under 30s, single, millennial kind of generation. So, we're going to talk about the reason why that is. Because apparently, the younger generation doesn't quote unquote get church, and that it's the younger generation's fault. It's something that if you've been to a church lately, you're probably going to hear talked about. Is the lack of young people showing up, or the lack of engagement for young people at that church, or just the fact that they wish that they could outreach to younger people better? So why is there a massive focus on the lack of young people in the church? The unfortunate truth is a lot of churches only do this because they want the optics of showing that they care about this younger generation. From the churches I've worked in, churches that I've visited, and ones that people have talked to me about, either online or in person, a lot of it's just kind of about numbers and the way things look. Now, numbers are inherently not a bad thing, but why are numbers seen as an issue? Because it leads to shallow answers from church leadership, it leads to What are just ways we can get our numbers up just kind of like any other business of how can we get more people into the door to buy our stuff those shallow answers that church leaders tend to look towards are all outside optic shallow responses such as let's change up the lights the decor of our sanctuary let's change up the music we're gonna have a different vibe about it um we're gonna also have a little more cheap theology where it's, hey, things aren't okay, but Jesus is there, so that's okay, which is good every now and then, but when that becomes the base of what every single sermon is, you're going to attract people who just want to be told everything will be all right, not people who are willing to actually understand what Christianity means and what it is, and also can lead people astray very quickly. And unfortunately... For a lot of churches that come up with those answers, they're going to fail over and over and over again. And why is that? It's because younger generations want to become more involved and become more of a community and care about their own faith in a deeper way than what a lot of churches are willing to offer them. And also because a majority of the church funding comes from about 10% of the congregation, and it's the older generation of people. Because the majority of donations come from the older generation. They want to make sure that the older generation still likes everything that's happening and only reaches out to younger generations of people when they feel like the older generation starts to die off. It's a harsh thing to say but it's something that I've seen happen in different churches and I even had to fight against the idea of that in a church the idea that we needed younger people just because the older generation was starting to die off not because we actually needed young people so churches will always try to appeal to an older generation because they donate money and money is important you know you can't survive without it a church can't run Without some money, many churches are focused on the finances and what keeps that elder generation happy because of that. But unfortunately, the thing is with the older generation is that a lot of them don't understand why the younger millennial generation is leaving church in such high numbers. We're not leaving it because of the way church looks or is presented or the types of beverage or snack options that you offer to us a lot of us are leaving the church because it's no longer culturally irrelevant. And church leaders don't understand that that is part of their fault. So leadership is always going to be caught up in things that worked in previous generations and hold tight to them because it's a known quantity. And while stepping out is scary, it's the only thing that's actually going to work for them. Now, there's an article on Fox News that I think really encapsulates the mindset of the older generation versus the younger generation pretty perfectly. It's titled The Ten Reasons Millennials Are Backing Away from Christianity and God. Um, It kind of sort of reads out as a list of reasons that the older generation blames the millennial culture for basically everything. Um, but here's some basic examples that I pulled from it. Uh, one of the reasons that they had was militant secularism. To me, it's a foolish idea that modern-day America is a militant secular culture. It The idea of militant secularism comes from the pulling away of religion and politics, you know, church and state, which America is supposed to have, Separation of church and state in the first place. So I don't know how militant it is rather than Course correcting, but also so modern-day America is nowhere near the least religious nation either in modern day or in history If you take a look at the Roman Empire before 400 AD or at most places in Europe currently There's not a whole lot of Christianity or religion there in general. So this isn't the first time that Christianity has been not the primary focus of secular culture in america for a long time and that's why a lot of people are feeling that the defiant posture of young adults was another one another one that was shown which i find very interesting because if you take a look at the 60s the 70s the 80s the 90s and the aughts if you even want to go back as far as the 20s defiancy in young adults have always set the trend for the generation. This is not a new idea, and this is not something that is a brand new concept to people. So, the idea of blaming churches falling to this defiant posture of young adults is kind of foolish in that sense. Another reason that they list out here is cultural abandonment of morality, which I think is just a general misunderstanding of what modern day morality looks like to people morality is no longer this blanket statement that the majority culture which in america is white middle class is saying to everyone else a really good example that a college professor of mine once used was he put a coke can down and asked us what we saw we gave our answers and he said no you don't see any of those things whether it's the opposite side Of the logo or the nutritional facts or whatever. It's like no what the actual answer to What does this look like is what I see the little small sliver that he would see Which is how morality and in general culture had looked like for the longest time where the person who had the authority Was the only one that was able to make a claim on what something looked like whereas now everyone's point of view is considered to be equal some are considered to be slightly more right than wrong, you know, if you were to describe something completely inaccurately, that's not something anyone is going to say, yes, I'm going to validate that statement. But multiple valid points of view on the same topic or same issue or same thing is becoming more and more prevalent. So that's where that slight change in morality, it's not being abandoned. Morals have just changed from what one majority person in power thinks to what the culture in general and the group thinks taking in more points of view from multiple different people and then the last one is this lack of what they called brand loyalty the idea that we are a fickle and we cut and run easier than any other generation even though it's a mistake as not being influenced by advertising uh, which a bunch of advertising firms ran studies and said that only about 1% of what they consider millennials will be influenced by advertising, and that the younger generation instead is drawn to authenticity, and that we are loyal to brands that are authentic to ourselves, which is what, in general, we as young adults are drawn to terms like authentic, intentional, and missional living along with many other ones that are currently really popular within the Christian faith are what people want, They're reasons why they are popular. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people who will make fun or dismiss these terms and trends um, as jokes and not really important and just buzzwords. Unfortunately, these people who are saying these things about authentic, intentional and missional living typically come from churches that are smaller and dying and don't really have a large young adult presence there. So let's talk about these general buzzwords and specifically I'm going to focus on authentic, intentional and missional living. What the buzzwords mean for the younger generation is that we want the church to meet us where we are. We want it to be approachable and acceptable with where we are. A lot of churches put off this vibe of, oh yeah, you're welcome. Only if you meet standard X, Y, and Z, only if you come wearing your Sunday best, only if you fully know the Bible already. We don't want churches that do that. We want churches that meet us wherever we are and accept us in whatever way we look. We want churches that are willing to engage in difficult topics and discussions. We want pastors who will address current issues that are happening in the world and talk about messy situations that are happening we don't need a motivational speech 15 minutes every sunday which is what a lot of sermons can kind of come across as the younger generation really does have a desire to have real world topics and issues talked about with honesty and with intention from the church not anything swept under the rug or not seen as important by church leadership because it's quote not a part of christianity Churches that are authentic are going to look to actually deepen people's relationships not just with Jesus but with those that they live with every single day. They're not asking them to feel safe or secure in their little small Christian bubble like a lot of churches have the tendency to do. You know, Jesus never ever said it would be easy to follow him. He said every single day you're going to have to take up your cross when the rich Uh, ruler came to him and said, what do I have to do? He said, give away everything that you own to the poor and come follow me. Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything safely or securely. Jesus never promised safety or security to following him. And a lot of churches try to create safe and secure environments for people like that, which is not what authentic Christianity is going to look like. The willingness to accept difficult questions from people, to listen to them, and to struggle alongside them are always going to be more accepted than just quoting a Bible verse at them and saying, God knows what he's doing. We're a generation past just using those quotes at them because we've heard them so often over and over and over again. And we are burnt out by them after the cancer comes back again, after another divorce, after another death after another bout of depression, after another suicide attempt. You can only quote the Bible so many times at people before it just no longer makes sense to them. And if you're just quoting the Bible at someone and not doing anything else, that's going to make someone hate the Bible. Because all you're doing is saying there's easy answers to things that don't have easy answers to. And another important thing is to actually reach out into the community that the church is a part of to go be a part of the neighborhood that it's a part of, making volunteering a priority, and reaching out to serve those who are not a part of the church or of Christianity in general, serving the homeless who hate Christians, serving Islamic refugees, serving LGBTQ communities who have been burned and excommunicated by other faiths not treating numbers and money to be the be-all end-all of what a successful church looks like, but instead looking at continual engagement and deepening understanding and community building is what these buzzwords are talking about, a concrete idea of being more open and honest and transparent about what Christianity should look like and what a good church would do. And now some other things that I feel churches really need to do a better job of especially if they want to continue to be relevant in today's society they need to put a focus on integrating the diversity of the church on a sunday morning if your church has one person who's not white and they want to serve let them serve let them be up there sunday morning giving announcements being part of the worship team reading out of the scripture anything like that if you have young people put them up front as well if they want to be up there Encourage a diverse cast of people to be shown up there on Sunday mornings so when you do have visitors come and they look up there, they can see someone that they identify with. If you are only putting old, middle aged white men up there, when women come to your church, when people of color come to your church, they look up there and they just see white married men up there, they're going to say, Well, This church has nothing for me, and I don't relate to the leadership of this church at all because I don't see myself becoming part of this church because of that. That's something that churches need to change, and you have to be conscious about that change. Allowing younger people to have a more important and influential role within ministry as well is going to help. We don't do great with just being told how things need to be done, by older generations. We want to work side by side with people who know more than us that we can take our fresh perspective and idea with and work together to build something beautiful. We want churches to also be willing to admit that you don't have the answers. Don't act like following Jesus is easy and at times allow growth to look like failure. A lot of times churches don't allow failure and so failure is never ever allowed to be a part of a Sunday morning discussion, and instead everyone puts on a mask and just pretends like everything is okay. We also want churches to embrace the current culture and to try to make a positive impact on it, to not just seclude itself away in its own small bubble. We don't want it to be this thing where there's Christian books and regular books and Christian music and non-Christian music. We don't want this cultural divide That's not what we see Jesus being in the Bible. Jesus is not just with the rabbis or just with the Sadducees or the Pharisees. Jesus is with culture and making an impact on the culture of the day. And we want churches to do that as well. We also want churches to act like the younger generation is smart and that we can have intellectual conversations about not only our own faith, but also current events Treat us with respect, treat us like we are smart, and we will either be as smart as we are, or we will become smarter because that's the expectations you are setting for us. You know, this generation is one of the most connected to different people and has the most amount of access to information than any other generation before it. We have the power of Google and we use it every single day because we wanna be informed. That includes Christianity. And also the Bible. We want to be informed on Christianity, the Bible, everything that's happening. And to treat us like we don't do that or that we don't have that is a disrespect to us. We also want churches to take a stand against evil and condemn it. There are some things that we can universally say are bad. And that's okay for a church to come out on Sunday morning from the pulpit and say, racism is bad hating other people is bad murder is bad there's all of these things that churches are too afraid to say because they feel like they might offend someone when at the end of the day they're really just kind of offending jesus who spoke out more than anyone else in his time against oppression and also look throughout the history of the bible at all of the prophets how they spoke out at times against injustice. That's what church is supposed to do. Another big one is that the church needs to care about people that they disagree with theologically and politically. So many churches are afraid to make the world a better place with different churches because they're a different denomination. And one is Calvinist and one is Arminian. And some believe that The Eucharist is the literal body and blood of Jesus every single time you take it, or it's a metaphor for it. And because of these theological differences, people refuse to do great works with other churches. It's getting better. But look at the longest time, the evangelicals versus the Catholics. The fact that I even have to say that statement shows that there's dumb divides within the church, this surprisingly territorial us versus them mentality that shows us kind of how we got to where the church is today another big thing is to take responsibility for the damage that the church has done to minority groups throughout its history and to do something to build bridges and to make things better take responsibility for the fact that christians have killed multiple people and have forced conversion onto people under threat of death If you take a look at what happened when uh, Americans came out West, a lot of Native Americans were forced to convert to Christianity or be killed. If you get put in that situation, what are you going to do? Being honest and open are probably the two most important things, and probably the two things that a lot of what I'm saying boils down to. To make the church more presentable and agreeable, and to help it thrive where it currently is, because it is currently not thriving. Jesus taught his disciples to go and spread the word. It was not just all Jesus during his lifetime. Similarly, you cannot have a church where all the leadership is the older generation, who yes, probably has more life experience and knows more about the faith than a younger generation. But that didn't stop Jesus from allowing his younger generation, his disciples, to go out and make differences even when he was still alive. Church leadership needs to let the younger generation do that. We've had enough teaching. Now let us go out and make a difference in the churches, in communities, and in everything else that we are a part of. And that honestly is going to be a way that the church can stop its downward trajectory that it's currently in and if churches are not willing to make these changes it's continually going to get smaller and smaller and smaller and eventually american christian churches is going to look either completely different is going to not matter or it's just going to die so There's two great listicles that have similar views on this that I highly recommend going and checking out. I'm leaving links in the description for that. It's uh, listicles about reasons why millennials are leaving the church. Highly recommend those as well. Then there's also been a multitude of books that have been written since about the year 2000 or so about the same issue on the American church system. Uh, And I have a few that I recommend personally and have helped Uh, kind of form my view on the modern day American church as well that I highly recommend checking out. Uh, That is Deep Church by Jim Belcher. They like Jesus, but not the church by Dan Kimball. You Lost Me by David Kinnaman. And then Searching for Sunday by Rachel Held Evans. Uh, Links to the Amazon pages for these books are also going to be in the description. Uh, So I'd love to know what your thoughts are on the modern day American church. What are your thoughts on why young people are not involved in the church, anything that I said, uh, that you want to talk about as well. I'd love to, uh, talk about it with you guys on Facebook. Uh, you can find, uh, the Facebook group for this, uh, podcast, at facebook.com letsunpackit let's unpack it, or you can find me on my Twitter at Josh Doller. That is J O S H D O L A R no underscore, no spaces or anything like that. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening in. I'm excited to take this journey, take the next step. Any uh, criticism, positive feedback, anything like that would be super helpful. Um, If you could also share this with anyone that you think would find it interesting as well, uh, that would be fantastic. And until next time, love you all. Have a great day.